0: Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant,
1: and I'm Abby the Badass Breastfeeder. And Diane, do you have our uh review of the week? <laughs> I do. Like I, what's that called?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that thing that we that we read. I do have it. And I lost it. But now I found it. Okay. This is from N Lions. I wanted to say nylons, but that's not right. And lions. And she's a new listener. We restored her confidence. It says, I'm so, so, so glad I found your podcast. I've been battling an emotional roller coaster ride regarding my milk supply since returning back to work. I've been listening nonstop, and you two ladies have cleared any doubts I had. Thank you. Uh, going back oh to Oh, my Mar- God.
1: Returning to work. That uh, must be. Uh... I mean, I never even did. I just quit my job. I was like, <laughs> I can't even do it. I just quit. I quit. <laughs>
0: not coming back yeah i have a lot of people that do that actually but um yeah so this i picked this because it kind of goes with like what we were gonna yeah a little bit with what we were gonna talk about today but also because the returning to work thing is just so
1: oh my god yeah it's so and like it's so wrong (laughs) it's not i mean not for you to return to work but the fact that we have to do it when the our freaking vaginas are still sore I know. or our c-section things are not or not are so you know you, you, it's hard to stand up like this is this is insanely wrong and doesn't help anybody it's awful i mean i get it people want to go back to work they've got careers and honestly i would have gone back if i had time to figure everything out that was the plan it was like, oh, you know, and I got like three months. That was a long time compared to what a lot of compared people get. Compared to what get. a lot of
0: people get, yeah, but it's still yeah. not that
1: long. And it's not enough time no, for you to not. be like, f- get your, wrap your head around this. And I always... It's not, it's not okay. And then people just are forced to go back. And then, you know, if you have a career, if you, you know, you can't be out that long. You know, if you're, you know, if you have a career where it's really important for you to be staying up to date and staying active, you know, people sometimes want to go back which mm-hmm. is great but um you know the fact that that you're just forced to go back so early and that you don't have that much time and then
0: it's just you know terrible. and
1: you don't have it all figured out
0: yet no. I've had you know and some people go have to go back because they're the ones that carry the health insurance right I've had that happen a lot and it's like well that's what do you do you know like right. what are you supposed to do or what do you do if you're the only one in the house right, you're the only parent, like you you have to have a you have to go back oh, it's so hard, so we feel for you, I'm sorry, it's really hard, and even when you do love your job and you want to go back and you're looking forward to going back, even just for the interaction with other you know with other people or you love your job, whatever, it's still really hard
1: yeah, it doesn't yeah. make
0: it any easier to go back. it really doesn't it does not make it any easier at all, so for everybody who does it it's. Going to work is not easy, and staying home is not easy.
1: No, it's not no. easy.
0: None of it's easy. But there, are... I don't know where that came from. I know, I know. I don't like even... some people have it easy. I don't know where. I don't know who those people are. They didn't have kids. They, are yeah. just, <laughs> just rich. Yeah, they're they just, rich. They just stay home. They're the you know the Kardashians or something. And that's it. <laughs> but thank you so much for the for the um, what am I talking about? The reviews. Yes, well, I was like, thank you so much that's for the that. Podcast. Is a word that we yeah. cannot pull out today. I know. But as you can see, like we could do a whole podcast just on the reviews that we got. Like we could just right. talk about those really. But we love to be able to hear what is happening. And maybe it's your outlet to even just like vent on what's going on for you in your breastfeeding world. But whatever it is, we love it. Send them to us. Uh, if you set, put them on iTunes, then it really helps like promote the podcast. Um, but if you can't do it that way, you can always email us or send us Instagram messages or Facebook messages or whatever. Because we get those, too. But thank you so much for, for reaching out. And we get a lot of people that send us ideas, too, um, which is really cool. So whatever whatever we can help you with. Thank you very much. We love them. And we're going to kind of talk about going back to work. Well, not really, but sort of. <laughs> not really, but sort of. The,
1: yes, the monster of bottle feeding. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk a little bit about bottle feeding. And I know that we have talked about bottle feeding in other episodes, and it's been on our list, too. And I was going to, like, get into all these different other things about bottle feeding. But mm-hmm. then I got a message yesterday from um, one of my moms, one of my mamas, who um, just went back to work yesterday. And she went back part-time, um, or this week, and she went back part-time. And she is somebody who has her own um, practice. So she has to – she had to go back. You know, she had to go back. But she can go – she was going back – Part time. So she went back. First day back was a five hour day. And she messaged me and she said, Okay, I went back for five hours. It was my first day back. I went back for five hours. And my husband fed the baby eight to 10 ounces while I was gone. Is that okay or is that too much? And I was like, No, that's too much. That is too much. And I tried to like put it into a perspective where I was like, if you were home with her, she's not taking two ounces every hour from the breast. Like, that's not happening.
1: No, there's no room for that. No, <laughs> there's like literally no room in that baby for that. Milk.
0: And it's not necessary.
1: That's why she's spitting up, right? Wasn't the baby spitting yeah, up? Yeah, so
0: sure. The baby was, you know, had spit up a little bit more than usual. Um, but when she questioned her husband, of course, the response is, and this is everybody who's listening who's ever had anybody else give a bottle of too much milk says but she was crying and she took it so that must have been yeah what she needed right i put the bottle in her mouth and she drank it
1: so therefore she needed all of that milk all right? which is a totally normal because that's how you breastfeed that's exactly how you are supposed to breastfeed right you put your baby to your breast and you just let them drink and you do it all on their own and you just leave them alone just leave it alone
0: all right But then you get into
1: bottle feeding and this is a whole different ballpark.
0: It is a whole different thing. You can't treat it the same. You can't. You can't treat it the same. And well, and we can go all the way back to like, let's start with feeding cues, right? Mm -hmm. Crying is not your first line of defense when it comes to feeding cues. Crying is the very last resort of a feeding cue. If your baby is crying because they're hungry, we've missed all the other signs. And that's what you get in the middle of the night, right? Because in the middle of the night, you're not sitting there watching every move they make, hopefully. Hopefully, you all are sleeping. And well. I know some people, you know, <laughs> but I'll have a lot of moms who will say that. They'll be like, well, the, you know, they told me in the hospital or in my class to try to get ahead of the baby and don't let them get to the point where, they're, you know, they're really upset. You have to calm them down. But what do I do in the middle of the night? Like, that's that's the middle of the night. Like, you know, sometimes you can hear them rustling around and you, you know, get up and, and get them first. But often you wake up because they cry, right? Like, that's why. Well, you wake
1: up. Yeah. And if you have them next to you, that eliminates that problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. keeping your baby either in your bed or in like a sidecar or a bassinet or something. Yeah. That, well, you that can hear the rustling them-
0: around and stuff. Yeah.
1: Or moving. Yeah, or, then you're you know. just or they're just already attached. Yeah. Right. They're just already hanging there and you're just, you know, and if, you know, if you're like, oh my God, did she just tell me to put my baby in my adult bed? (laughs) Yes. Yes, she did. (laughs) And we have an episode on that. We should, we should revisit that topic too. Yeah, we should. My adult bed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not your like adult movie bed. It's like the adult bed.
1: Right. No. Um, Yeah. It's not the, yeah. But it's. Well, it's, it's the same bed. Yeah, you know I mean, totally- it all happens in the same bed. You can just, you can make the baby and you can, you know, grow the baby. You can birth the baby and breastfeed the baby all in that same bed. Right. They can all just go right on and right on that mattress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get a new mattress later. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, the whole point, like, it's just, they don't typically go i'm hungry and start crying like it's just not no how it happens especially if you've just finished feeding them that is not the signal that they need more to eat so typically let's talk about what happens this baby was with mom all the time for the first couple of months right like all mm-hmm. the time with mama the first couple of months And now mom leaves for five hours and the baby cries. So they just stuff it full of milk. Like this, is. it's the baby is going to be fussier anyway, because mom's gone. Right. That is just a given. That is a given. Now, when you feed the baby a bottle, the other thing with the bottles and with breastfeeding, we know that the majority of the time, the baby on the breast is a lot of that is for comfort. Right. And soothing and nurturing and the way they calm themselves like that is what babies do. That suckling. That is how they calm themselves and how they soothe and how they feel safe and nurtured.
1: That's just an automatic reflex. And that's what they do.
0: Yeah. So you bottle feed them. They're getting milk and whatever, however long it takes them to to get the bottle, you know, a couple of minutes And then they, where's the the snuggle time? Where's the sucking? Where's the comfort? Where's the, they don't, you know, doze off suckling on a bottle, typically. You know, like, of course, I've seen some babies do that. But it's not typically (laughs) what they're doing. Um, So you take that bottle away. The bottle's gone. You take it away. They need to find, they need to be able to unwind themselves now. They need to be able to soothe. They need to be able to, like, calm. So you have to find another way to soothe this baby other than giving it more to eat so you have to like take a few minutes to rock her or you know pacifier or distraction something else instead of just automatically giving more food i mean that's just
1: yeah i mean i think we're all wired to be very like i mean it's just part of our nature right to react to babies crying that's how we've survived as a species, you know, to be very like alert and responsive to crying babies. But over, you know, the over modern times, we've we've just sort sort of become more distant with like separated from all the other like comforting cues, you know, or the other other comforting ways and we just automatically think like food Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we we food, baby's crying food. You know, oh, my God, I got to respond to this baby. They must be hungry. Right. And so, you know, it's like a, I mean. It's from generations. It's, nor- it's a totally normal yeah. response to want to, you know, to want to calm the baby. That's that's just what you're wired to do. Right. Um, but we have to step back for a second and think like, wait, what is wrong with the baby? Why are they crying? Because they're crying about everything. That's the only way they know how to communicate. And they're crying because their diaper is wet or because it's too bright or it's too dark or it's too cold or it's too hot or it's too loud. Or, you know, they're just going to cry because that's all they can do.
0: Yeah. Or they're tired, you know. Right.
1: Especially after eating. I mean, like, they're probably, then they get tired.
0: Just be having a bad day. Yeah. I told somebody that the other day. like, oh, the baby's really fussy. I'm like, they're just little people. They're having a bad day it happens. Yeah. But and then the other thing I don't really understand either and I told this mom like you know if if the baby can't be settled or if dad can't settle the baby after a few minutes then maybe give half an ounce more if you think really think that this is the problem. Like why why give another 2 ounces?
1: Well, because you put the bottle in the baby's mouth and then they're drinking it. So people think okay, well the baby has you know, like we said, it's just a misunderstanding. It's like not... And it comes also with not paste, not using right. the paste feeding method. Because if you're using... If you're just putting the baby on their back and putting the bottle in their, mouth, in their mouth and they have no choice but to drink the milk. Right. They drink it or choke on it. But if you sit them up with the paste bottle feeding, you can see our episode on that. You're sitting the baby upright. Even, yes, even a teeny, teeny, tiny little baby, you're sitting them up.
0: That's upright. really important. Yeah. And that is really important. <clears throat> and you're
1: feeding the bottle. You're tipping it up and letting them suckle for a little while and then tipping it down and giving them a break. And you keep doing that until you're watching the cues of them, you know, being full, like feeling more relaxed or not suckling as hard. Or- right. Or maybe they, they just then won't you open stop. their
0: mouth for it anymore. Yeah. And you stop. That's how they control it. When babies breastfeed, we know that they are controlling their feeding. You know, they feed when they want to, they stop when they want to, they take what they want. They are in total control of the feeding. When you bottle feed, the person that's bottle feeding is in control of that feeding. Right. Right. So But just- then
1: you have to nobody knows. You're not born. Babies are born knowing how to breastfeed. Right. Right? Right. I mean to some extent they need some help, but they know. Right. We're not born knowing how to bottle feed. No. This is not a natural way of feeding. And that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong by bottle feeding. Like, that's not, of course, bottles are absolutely necessary in our world right now. But it's not, it's not a thing that you're just born knowing how to do.
0: It's very You have to learn it. Yeah. And we did there's a couple of things that like, oh God, I want to like, I don't even know which direction to go in because with the whole, you know, if you're, if you're gone from your baby for several hours and they're overfed while you're gone this is going to cause some problems, you know, and it might not only be just like, okay, the baby spit up a little bit more or whatever, you know what? It won't happen again. It's more like now they're going through milk that you pumped and saved to last a certain amount of time. And now it's been all used up. So now that puts more pressure on mom to pump more milk to keep up with this demand of overfeeds. You've got a baby now who's not going to nurse well because they're too full so when mom comes home with the plan to breastfeed, they're not going to nurse well, which can ultimately over time, not like that day, but over time, if this was a continued pattern every single day, is going to lead to a milk supply problem. You've got babies that are overfeeding, which is not a good thing anyway. Like, it's just not a good thing to overfeed anybody. No. You know, it's just not. Right. It's it just to not Stomach good. problems. Yeah. And- so you have, you know, those are some of the things that happen when you overfeed bottles. People think bottles are easier for babies and they really aren't. I wrote a whole blog on this and I actually pulled it up. It was a while ago. I pulled it up, but we'll have to put it, um, with the show notes. Cause it really was yeah. good. And it explains about, explains why bottles are not easier for babies because they're really not just for the reason that you just said that it's instinctively, we are not Made to bottle feed. So babies have to really work a whole different way and figure out how to bottle feed in order to bottle feed. Whereas we think you just put it in and they suck it down and it's so much easier for them. And it really is not. Plus, physiologically, your baby, when they are skin to skin with you and they're nursing, their body temperature is normal, their respirations are more normal or more regulated. Um, their blood sugar is more normal. Like, so to take that piece away when they bottle feed, they don't have any of that either. So physiologically, their body is actually working harder to maintain when they're bottle feeding because they're away from their mom. There's Mm -hmm. a lot to it that people just go, Oh, you just put the bottle in and they're, and that's it. That's, you know, it's easy. No, Mm -hmm. it really isn't. But the other thing that goes along with it, too, is that suck reflex is involuntary. Babies are born with very specific reflexes and that suck reflex is involuntary for the first three months of their life, at least. So if you put the bottle in, they're going to suck on it. They have to. So and that's misleading because then you go, oh, but they took it. So they must have, you know, it must have been they were starving because they took that whole bottle down. Yeah, because you weren't giving them a choice. You know, and it's yeah.
1: It's- Let's talk more about this after a little break. Okay. Um. So, all everything that we're talking about, in our sponsor links, and our promo codes, and all of that stuff that you hear on on the podcast can be found at breastfeedingpodcast dot com. And on this website are our breastfeeding resources, along with the co sleeping safe co sleeping guidelines that we were talking about before that you can find there. Um, and all of our other episodes um, and then show notes that we have all of the links that, you know, Diane is saying she's, that we can put there. And um, you can also find your um, information on how to get your own personal lactation consultation with Diane. And also Diane is um, holding a breastfeeding class on Saturday, May 9th and what who do you think should sign up for that class besides everybody
0: <laughs> i think if you are pregnant it would be definitely a good um a good way to go if you are even if it's maybe your second baby there's no harm in that um and getting a refresher Or maybe if you felt like things weren't great the first time around, or maybe you just had your baby, you didn't take a class and you kind of would like to see, I mean, it's not expensive. So it's really like, it's a good way to get some information and refresh or learn things and, and it's Zoom, so it's interactive and you could ask questions and, you know, like you're building relationships with a lactation consultant, like that's a good positive thing. To
1: do. And you cannot like you can't take a class at a hospital right now. No, you can't. Like there's not, you know, so this is if you, you know, if you're having a hard time finding a class in your area, or if you're planning on taking a class at the hospital, but now it's canceled, you know, this is the class to take.
0: Right. Like it just it's not. And you hurt listen anything. to this podcast, yeah.
1: so you know Diane has all the information, and then you are there and you can ask her specific questions about your specific situation.
0: Yeah. So it'll, it's, you know, it's definitely a So we'll put that link, we'll put that
1: link to the class on the website as well at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Perfect. Um, and then our breastfeeding tip of the week comes from, oh my goodness, I feel like my eyesight gets worse every
0: day. I right know. You said you had a lot of response on this tip too, huh?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I asked, um, I just asked, what's your favorite piece of breastfeeding advice? And both on Facebook and Instagram, there's like hundreds of
0: comments. Oh, my God. That's so cool.
1: Um, Yeah. So this is from SJ Heimstead. And they say, you don't need fancy pillows or extras for a successful breastfeeding journey. Just support. Lots of support, especially in the first couple of months when everything is so new and you're exhausted. I I love that because you, it's so true. Like you go to this, like, you you know, say you're having a baby shower. Not that anyone's having those right now, but, (laughs) you know, say you're having a baby shower and everybody comes with this, you know, they've got the fancy pillow and they've got this fancy, you know, thing to dry bottles on or this, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, uh, you know, this stuff is great, you know, and it's, you know, all part of this, you know. Especially you know American parenting, but like what you need is support. You need like a lactation consultant. You need you know a supportive healthcare provider. You need other breastfeeding or bottle feeding or whatever you're doing. Um, people around you. You know I feel like I feel like if I if a friend of mine has like a has a baby. I've my gift is going to be like, here is a voucher for a lactation consultant. Yeah, I've had people
0: do that too. And it's so great to have somebody like do that for you to look out for you. Because you don't like that. need all that other
1: stuff, you yeah. need some support. Because mm-hmm. that's where it's all usually where it all falls apart is where people just don't have anybody around them.
0: Yeah. It's- That's really important. The pillows and all that stuff. Like, I mean, if you walk into a, we could do a whole freaking episode on the stuff you don't need when you have a baby, but (laughs) I wrote a blog
1: post about that once on a baby registry. It's crazy. And like the list of things that you actually need and would
0: be helpful. It's so small. I mean, it's not like when you get married and buy a house where you have to fill it because you're just starting, you know, like it's just, that's different, you know, you need Well, back when to people got those.
1: married, coming out right. of their parents' home, right, right, like, and that's very unusual these days, anyways. So, yeah, who even true. needs all this stuff? Well, my my friend got married, and she had this big registry, and I was like, i into your house; you have all this crap. <laughs>
0: like, and you know, they're just throwing it away and getting new stuff. I know, like, I... but it's like, come for babies, you don't need anything. And if you walk into these baby stores, it's babies are a billion dollar industry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, people make a lot of money off of these little innocent babies.
1: Yeah, these things that they uh, off the parents, off of the vulnerable parents, saying you need this. This will make your life easier. Mm -mm. That's not what will make your life easier.
0: No. So there
1: are a couple of things that will make your life easier as a new parent, namely a lactation consultant and learning how to co sleep.
0: The I personally like one of the best things that I heard anybody say about like a baby shower type thing was that they did not tell anybody what they were having so that they could get realistic gifts because if somebody knows that you're having a boy or you tell everybody we're having a boy or we're having a girl you're going to get close for that little boy or that little girl
1: yeah like a little sailor suit yeah like tutu
0: <laughs> but you might not get the a things you really need the diapers the you know yeah. Stuff to bathe them. You might want like some, you know, baby washes and things like that and baby wipes, things that you really do are necessities. You're not going to get because you're going to get all the cute outfits.
1: Hmm. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. So that's okay. My tip so <laughs> wow, that was
1: a really long. Um, yeah. But so yeah. So let's go back to bottle feeding.
0: So bottle while feeding. We yes. It. And we know like, it's really hard to go back to work. Like, we were talking about that in the very beginning of the show. It's really hard to go back to work. And then when you leave your baby and they are overfed by bottles when you're gone, that's equally as frustrating. And, I mean, I I do see this all the time. And there's no reason why all of a sudden you were with your baby for, say, three months. And the day you leave to go back to work is the time that they decide to up their intake. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen like that. But they don't, people do not know your baby, you know, even when it's, it could be your partner. It could be, you know, grandparents that are, are the babysitters. That doesn't mean that they know your baby the way you do though. And maybe Mm -hmm. they did not feed your baby hardly ever until the moment you left. So they don't even really know, like, what the behaviors are and what kinds of, you know, what to watch for. But you need to leave them very, very strict strict instructions on how much they should be getting while you're gone. Because that is going to make a huge difference. And I always, I like the idea of, and we have, Fairhaven Health is a big
1: sponsor of this podcast. And they have those little milk trays. Oh, yeah, those And are the great. milk trays freeze the milk into one ounce sticks. Mm -hmm. So you can only like if you if you want your baby to have, say, two ounces every, you know, two, three hours, whatever. You can literally take two sticks, put it in the bottle and leave that for them and everything else is frozen. They can't even get to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like you're having to like rein in your caregiver. You're having to like, you know, control the situation like you leave them what they can feed the baby and don't leave them anything else. Right. Put a lock on the freezer. Like this is what the baby needs.
0: Yeah. They're not starving. They really aren't. They're not. not. You know, and it's just, it's really, really frustrating whenever I feel, I feel sad for moms that reach out to me and then they're like, you know, I had to go back to work. And while I was gone, you know, they fed the baby by noon. The baby had, you know, 12 ounces of milk. It's like, oh, that's the my whole God, and- day. That is a whole day.
1: And, ha- and how much work did you have to put in to pump all that
0: milk? Right. And it's just gone. So one of the things that I always like to make sure mothers know when I do, because I will do um, back to work classes and stuff like that. Right now, I haven't put one out there because of nobody's going to work. But um, – <laughs> One of the things I talk about is how, like, I'll get messages from moms after they go back to work and go, my supply is dropping. I can't keep up with the baby. What can I do? Or people wean because of that. They just stop breastfeeding because they're like, I can't keep up. But what it comes down to is that baby is being overfed. It has nothing to do with your supply. That baby is being overfed. Whenever anybody messages me about how can they up their
1: supply, they can't keep up with the pumping, I'm like, someone's overfeeding your baby. Somebody's overfeeding your baby. I guarantee it.
0: And if it comes down to it, and I almost said this to this mommy yesterday um, when I got that message, but a lot of people say kind of go by an ounce an hour. A lot of people will go by that um, kind of a guideline, which, you know, I'm kind of always like, I don't really think about it like that either. But in a pinch, you can kind of use that as a guideline. This mom was gone for five hours. Well, I was going to say in her
1: situation, you might just like do a quick math in your head and go, whoa. Yeah. That's too much.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way you would have fed that baby that much if they were with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and for other people looking in, like maybe that partner, and I don't know if this was part of the conversation, but maybe, um, maybe your partner looks at it and goes, but the baby's always on the breast. So I figured she was just hungry and needed that, but the babies are on the breast for more than just food.
1: Well, right. And, and, but, and people very rarely know that. And I, and I know when I left
0: I haven't
1: left my children very much, but one time I left um, my first with bottles with my parents and there, you know, there was like bottles on the top shelf of the refrigerator and I got back and they had fed him all of the bottles. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. But I realized now I didn't leave them any instructions. You know, I was just like, there's some bottles. There's the baby. You know, I'm like, okay, we've got it sorted. There's this food, like everyone knows what's happening. And I come back and they fed him all because he took it, you Mm -hmm. know, and, but, but I also didn't tell them what to do. Like we have to, we have to learn what to do. And then we have to tell our caregivers exactly what to do because they can't magically know. No, no one is going to magically know how to bottle feed because it's not a thing that, you know, you don't, you don't even magically know how to breastfeed and that's natural. (laughs) it's perfectly natural and nobody knows how to do it. I mean, like you do have to be taught and you know, with bottle feeding, you have to learn and you have to teach because it's not a thing that anyone's going to know.
0: But I, I remember one time and this was before I even had my kids. My sisters are older than me. So they all had kids before I had my kids. And one of my sisters was over, it was like, I don't know, picnic or something in the summertime. And my mom was like, Oh, She's actually trying to tell me how to bottle feed this baby. And I know how to feed a baby. I've had kids. You know, so don't feel intimidated to tell somebody how your baby should be fed. Yeah. That's okay to do that. Because things change. And people and it's, do your not, and it's your baby. Exactly. It's your baby. You might want things done a different way. And it's Okay. So if you leave your baby with a bottle, it's okay to say, I really need you to pace bottle feed. And this is hard with actual daycare organizations or daycare facilities because they do not have time for this, but that is not your problem. It is not your problem if they are short staffed or they have people that cannot, you know, figure out how to pace bottle feed or there's too many babies in there. So they can't do that because they can't take the time to do that. You're paying a lot of money for them to watch your child. So why can't they watch your child the way you need them to? And I know that's, you know, kind of like, okay, it's easy for me to say, but it's just really infuriating to me that you are leaving your baby with somebody for several hours a day. And if you say to them, I need them to be paste bottle fed because I'm breastfeeding and I don't want them to be overfed and they get less gas and they spit up less and they say to you, sorry, we're too busy to do that.
1: Yeah. And that's where the whole two ounce things comes in. My baby gets two ounces you know, every two hours and here's your three, two ounce bottles. That's all you get. Yep. Here you go. Make it last.
0: It's really, because if you
1: bring in 12 ounces and say only give them six, well, they're going to give it. Don't they're going to get 12. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I have somebody tell me recently, see if I can get this right, that the daycare facility that they were with, told them that they had to agree that if necessary they could give formula that they had to like sign some kind of like they had had to to be able to agree and i was like what well you know like if i'm late or if you know they run out of milk or if they i'm like no no like because now you're giving them an okay to just give formula whenever they want to whenever they think the baby needs it and that's not okay." Like, if you want to, no, and it's not like you showed up with no breast milk. I mean, like, if you want to, you know, if you want to leave an emergency thing of milk there or whatever, oh, if I'm running late, there's a snowstorm, I can't get to the baby and we're past time or whatever. But not just, oh, yeah, you know, the baby was still hungry and we didn't have any milk left. So we just gave him more of whatever. No. Yeah, No. no. It's hard enough to go back to work and then you have to worry about how to keep up with the milk supply. I mean, it yeah, just... right. And I think sometimes and... people kind of blame breastfeeding for a lot of this stuff. You know, it's always like, oh, well, you know, if I weren't breastfeeding, I wouldn't have to do this. Or if I weren't breastfeeding, blah, blah, blah. The, the problems that are linked to going back to work and breastfeeding. Sometimes mothers get more plugged ducts, mastitis, things like that, because of the change in, you know, feeding and pumping. You're not getting as much sleep supposedly, yeah. whatever. Um, no, this is a societal thing. This isn't because you're breastfeeding. This is because society dictates when you need to go back to work. If you didn't, you know, if if we had a great maternity leave in this country, that wouldn't be a problem.
1: It's true. This isn't an issue in other countries.
0: Right. It's not. But
1: if you are bottle feeding, then you must, must, must learn paste bottle feeding. Really? And that will be on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And you also, if you are pumping, you must learn hands-on pumping. Yes. Because it is, it is true that if you, are, if you are not pumping and then you are, start pumping and then you go back to work, you might say like, oh my God, I'm not pumping enough. And so pumping is just as, you know, unnatural. And, I, and that sounds so insulting, but I mean like your body is not made for that. So it's something that you actually have to learn to do.
0: Your body has to adapt to pumping.
1: Yeah, so hands-on pumping is something that can. Yeah, we'll put a link help to that you too. get all of that milk out and help you, you know, maintain your supply. Yeah. Um, as you transition back to work and continue to pump all the way through, just yeah. do hands-on pumping all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll put that link on because that's the hands-free pumping bras. I know people love them. I don't know. I have a lo- such a love hate with them because people will just strap them on and just leave them. And that's it. And it's like, no, you, re- you need to actually get in there and do some great massaging, Oh yeah. And, you right. know, and really get some of that milk out just because you don't have to hold them. Doesn't mean you just don't have to do anything. Yeah,
1: If you just stick your pump on your boob and then you let it and you don't touch your boobs or anything like you, I mean, if you're somebody who responds really well to a pump, that might be fine for you. But if most of the time that's not going to work. Yeah. It's not just going to come flowing out of your boob because the pump is not suckling your breast the way your baby does. It can't possibly empty your breast the way that your baby does. So you have to help with your hands. And that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast. I mean it's yeah. very yeah, no yeah. it is, but it's also very easy to learn. And yeah. we'll put the link on there and you can it's it's easy. Yeah. You can you can do it and it's just a matter of of being more of an active participant in pumping than just
0: sitting there. Yeah, absolutely. I re- I recommend that all the time to people. So we'll put that link up, too, because it's really good. Okay, well, anything else? I don't, well, tons of things,
1: but. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like. Send us your questions because everyone's going to be like, but wait, but what I about know. this and what about, what about that? This? So just send your questions. You can you can go to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. There's actually a form where you can contact us. Yeah. And tell us your individual situations and that's fine. And we can, you know, help you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because this is, it's tough. This is hard stuff. And we yeah. could definitely talk about it all day, but nobody yes, wants to listen exactly. to us all day.
1: And it does a lot of times come down to an individual. Mm-hmm. And like, how long are you working? And how, when, when do you leave? And when do you, you know, and all of that. And so there's a lot of sorting out that needs to be done. And you can do it. I mean, it's always like, it's like having a baby, right? <laughs> like, it's all chaotic at first. And then things start to make sense. When you first go back to work, it's going to be chaotic. And that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just means,
0: it means you went back to work. Yeah. And things are chaotic. You're just altering your, how your normal again. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Just need support, like our tip of the week said. Just nice. support. So that's it.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye.